these conversations are very forward and perhaps better listened to once we're through this little thing. I don't know. But it also I also know that people do like to listen to a new possibility and not just watch the Prime Minister and the Presidents give addresses about stimulus packages. Like they want to see a world beyond that. And so that's why I have these conversations where you have these conversations now is to is to plant that seed for for the future and but to not dishonor the fact that that the old paradigm is still crumbling and there's still remnants of it and there's still effects that are really affecting people and that's very real so it's not to dishonor that or bypass that it's just hey it's going to be better Welcome back to Spirit of Design Podcast. This week, our guest is Peter Kelly. Peter's been a friend and mentor of mine for years now, so I'm really excited to get to share this episode with you. Peter earned a first-class honors degree, but at the age of 22, following an unseen pull towards something more, she dropped her PhD and future career as a science nerd. Driven by a desire to retire her mom and change the narrative for the millennial generation, she started her first business pursuit in network marketing and went on to be earning seven figures a year by the age of 26, setting her up to be able to do all the things her souls called her to do. She's the genius behind the New Way Live events, the Supercharged program, Earth Us, and a whole bunch more. She's one of the most generous angel givers I know, the author of Earth is Hiring, Earth is Hiring for Kids, and last week launched her newest book, Stop Missing the Point. When it comes to business and creativity, she has so much grounded brilliance to share with our generation. I would say she teaches on the new way to live, lead, and earn, but honestly, I think teaching isn't the right word. She lives it. There's a million other things I could add to her bio here, but instead, what I really want to share with you about PETA is that this woman is fiercely courageous, deeply profound, and fucking funny. Before we started this conversation, we wanted to honor everyone's experience of this moment right now. For some, the global pandemic has been a time of heightened creativity and a welcome break from the chaos of everyday schedules, a time to spend with family. And for others, it's been a terrifying experience where they're faced with financial insecurity or the loss of loved ones. Without bypassing any of the very real experiences that people are going through right now, this conversation is a very forward-thinking one. We explore what the coronavirus means now and for the future, and how essential personal choice is for creating a future that's more fair for all. Peter shares thoughts on the future of money and business, and a whole bunch more. As always, take what feels good for you, and leave whatever doesn't. I hope this episode leaves you feeling energized about our shared futures. Now on to this week's episode. Spirit of Design delves deep into the unseen elements of design and holistic sustainability. Join us, Amy and Anya, for open conversations with creatives, scholars, activists, and others to envision alternative design futures that are diverse, inclusive, community-centric, and in symbiosis with all life on this planet.
Welcome back to Spirit of Design Podcast. Today we've got PETA with us and I'm super thankful, PETA, that you're going to join us today. PETA is one of my um, mentors, has been one of my great mentors um, over the past few years and I am super excited to share her with you. Um, We're just going to kick straight into it. Um, But PETA, I was really excited to talk to you a little bit more and dive deep into I know for the past couple years you've written the new way live uh, sorry um earth is hiring book you held new way live events um I used to be part of a supercharged program that you had online and all of the content that you've put out over the last couple years has been around this idea of the new way um and it's it's so relevant now, so much, even more than it was a few years ago. And I feel like there's so much of what you have shared over the last few years and right now that is really important um, for us to understand like where we're at in the world right now and where we're moving forward. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to start off by really diving into this current moment where we're at right now um, with coronavirus um, being just so present in all of our lives with the unknown of um, kind of where we find ourselves. I just really wanted to ask like how you're feeling about this time and what is your perspective about this moment that we find ourselves in right now? Yeah, I, I feel like it's firstly, thank you for having me on here. Secondly, I've got vacuuming going on in the background, so I hope that's all good. Um, It's hard to find a time in the house when nothing's going on. Um, But I feel – I'm having times where I feel a lot about this time and I'm having times where, um, you know, I'm just having really human moments where I'm like, wow. Like it's it's crazy because you can – you can go about your day and do things around the house and things feel really normal. And then you just think like, Oh my God, shit. Like so much is happening, but I feel, I really feel like, um, like many feel that we've been preparing for this for a really long time. And the way it's happened has been really, has been really different. I think no one could have expected that this, um, this transition period or this great awakening or this 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 mass awakening would have happened like this and so you know although it's really heartbreaking although it's really heartbreaking that it's you know that has taken lives and everything like that it's if you think about it it couldn't have happened any it literally couldn't have happened any other way than this like it's it's yeah uh, on so many levels it's it's yeah it just it couldn't have happened any other way like this when we were literally all in our home so I feel so many things about it but the the biggest feeling for me is just an insane amount of trust and knowing that we are moving to a world that is better for more people and that it's hard to see that right now it depends which lens you're looking through and I think there's a lot of people who are moving from a a third dimensional energy to a fourth dimensional energy and there's a lot of people moving from a fourth dimensional energy to the to a fifth dimensional energy which is what this new way is all about um and you know people will say 5d paradise um heaven on earth you know just so many different terms to describe it and it may seem out of reach for a lot of people but i'm assuming the 
those on your podcast are familiar with those terms. Um, it depends which lens you look through as to what this all means. And there's no better than or, you know, superior or right or wrong. It's just, you know, there's people looking at this like, hey, this is a virus. There's people looking at this like, hey, this is a conspiracy. There's people looking at at this like, hey, this is um, the, the greatest opportunity and something that's truly only happens not even once in a generation, but once in, I think, a few centuries. Like this is a time where we are really radically and swiftly shedding systems that no longer work. We're looking at this entire financial reset that's happened in the only way, literally, it could happen. If you think about it, there's nothing else that could reset the entire global economy aside from something like this. So we're seeing a, a move and it, and it looks doom and gloom right now to a lot of people like debt and businesses shutting down. And I can completely understand that it does look hardcore. So many people have lost their jobs. Financial worries are through, like, I mean, the for me, the biggest fear is, and the biggest risk here is greater than the virus is, is the, the loss of purpose and the loss of jobs and the loss of uh, the financial stresses that this is putting on people who don't who don't know what's coming ar- around, you know, who don't have the view, who have the insight, or have the faith that things are going to get better. Like that's that's like a a scary thing for me is how many people are in this in between period and are feeling a complete loss of loss of sense of purpose and and that's a whole other conversation. But there's this complete financial reset happening. There is a this mass um, this mass isolation where we're really made to look at ourselves and really look at ourselves and get to know ourselves so that we can be ourselves in this new way. And you know, there's there's so many different layers I can go in. So maybe I'll just stop there and I'll get you to you let me know where you want me to to go with it because there's so much. Yeah. I think I'd love to like dive into, um, I saw an Instagram post that you did uh, maybe a week or two ago around choice. And I feel like that's uh, that's a good place to start to dive in because like you said, there's so many different viewpoints or I guess opinions or beliefs around what this time means. And I kind of feel like all of them are true in their own way um, and have their own place. But yeah, yeah. Um, like like you said it has to do a lot with choice like what you're choosing to believe about this moment or how you choose to make this like how how you choose to view this time is is super important like I found it super necessary to unplug off of social media and to not listen to opinions either side of the track whether it's quote-unquote positive or quote-unquote negative I found that it's been really important to find what's true for me and then operate from there and use my intuition to filter what I do and don't want to let in Mm -hmm. so I think that's where I want to start off because I I I find that a lot of us still don't understand the importance of our own choice. Like we're so used to turning over um, our lives, whether it be through our work or, you know, through our, the way we engage with social media, whatever it is, we're so used to turning over our unconscious like choices to other people and taking on other opinions. So I'd love if you can kind of dive into how important choices in this time and like how we actually make choices that are different because I feel like sometimes it's really hard to actually even know how to choose something for yourself. 
Yeah. So I, the thing is that for so long we've been running on a default and the default for some people has been working, but for most people it hasn't. And we've, you know, we've been really made to look at it right now. And a lot of people are saying they want to get back to normal. And I think a lot of people are realizing that they, that, that their normal wasn't actually their most desired. And it doesn't mean people aren't insanely grateful. Like I think there's a balance right now between people are so grateful for the, for the everyday things that we overlooked, like going to a cafe, like hugging family, like going to visit people, like just all these, these, going to work, you know, and people are realizing how much that's, how important that is for mental health is having, having a sense of purpose. Um, so I think we're, we're becoming grateful, but I think, yeah, in general, we have, we have been running on default and we have been not everyone, but as a whole moving according to an agenda that hasn't always been our own. And, and it's been like, people always blame the system Well, the system is set up for, for it to be like that. And, and the, you know, we'll look at the debt and the banks and this and that, and, you know, it's, there's, there's always a place to blame outside ourselves. Whereas when we move into this new way, the system, I believe maybe not tomorrow, but as we progress into this new way and into this new consciousness, the system is going to be set up to support the person. So we're not going to be able to blame the system anymore. It is going to be 100% based on our choosing. And right now there's so much to blame that that the the accountability isn't so much on the person. And there's been so much separation between um, race and gender and religion. There's been so much separation that also that's that's been a – a, such a real thing that um I don't know how to word this it's been such a real thing that we've sometimes lent on our separation rather than chose like consciously chose for for it to be different you know what I mean and I think we're moving, I believe we're moving into a world now where it is going to be based 100% on choice and and everything that has kept us from the life we know we're here to live, and I know that sounds like cliche personal development world, but everything that's kept us from what we know we're here to experience, whether it's stories of separation, whether it's, um, you know, fuck this system, it's not supporting me, whether it's um, I just can't, you don't understand logistics, this, that, or even the story of it's not realistic. I think this whole thing is shaking our world up into realizing, well, it's not realistic, really. Look at what's happened in the last three months and then let's reassess what's actually realistic. So I think, you know, we are forced now into choosing. We are, there's going to be less, like we, we're literally in this period, like this period, and I so believe it in every cell, is like everyone's like, what's going to happen next? What's going to be the new normal? And my, like what I so feel, it's whatever we want it to be. And I did this little video about looking at um, like a Nana talking to her kids about 2020. And at the end, I didn't even finish the video off with a, a really succinct description of what it's going to be because we are literally choosing what it's going to be right now. Like what are we going to, what's going to be the story about separation with race? What's going to be the story about separation with gender? What's going to be the story about people thriving? Are we seriously going to hold on to how it's always gone and that like what's going to be the story we create from here? And that doesn't dishonor wounds and 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 deep wounds and deep pain it just means that we are choosing now how it goes like we are choosing and we 
at some point we have to we have to take responsibility for not repeating the stories but creating a new story and a lot of people feel differently when i say that they say well they some people misinterpret it as well that will disconnect people from their culture and that's absolutely not what i'm suggesting there i'm talking about the story of well this is how it's always gone so it's how it's always going to be or you know that that type of person is successful and this is my story of success and this is how money works and all those stories that we've held on to and in many ways the system has you know encouraged us to hold on to it's now we're creating our own system like it's there's going to be no more systems to blame like and it is going to take a little while again not not tomorrow but this is where we have to take radical responsibility for the story we're telling around about the world and that's not in a spiritually bypassing way it's not in a dishonoring history way but at some point we have to realize that now it the more more people are waking up i mean it's insane it's insane just how rapidly people are. I don't like to use the word like ascending. I don't like using all those spiritual words that sound foo foo, but but it's true that the rate at which we are waking up now and and being divinely intolerant to shit that didn't work through this amazing and hard and gnarly you know experience, it's it's thrusting us into this. I have to choose now. I get to choose. And that begins with our story about ourselves. Who am I? And what does it mean to be on this earth? Like, what does it mean to be me? Like, what's the story I've always taught about what it means to be me and what I can have and what I can experience and what I deserve to experience and what I'm worthy of experience. And what is my soul really asking me to experience here? But I have been ignoring it or neglecting it because I've been more loyal to my story about what it means to be me or someone like me or what the world is like and how the world treats someone like me. And so we're, we're, you know, so many of those stories, which we felt had so much merit and we gave so much merit because the system was supporting, was supporting that more and more people are waking up and more and more people are going to be feeling unified and, and loving and, open that we're going to sl- slowly start to see that if we're holding on to stories that aren't of the vibration of this new way it, it's going to feel it's going to feel more obvious to us in our body we're going to feel like fuck you know sh- it, it's going to feel more obvious and like we're going to feel more naturally accountable to our own story regardless of anything and again that doesn't negate very real experiences. It doesn't negate trauma. It doesn't negate anything like that. It's just at what point are we going to create and choose differently? And that again, doesn't negate healing. It doesn't negate any of that, but we are in a very opportunistic time right now. And it's not accidental. It's very intentional because the truth is the world wasn't working for a lot of people. And now we're moving into a world where it has to work for more people and everyone is going to have what they need. And Everyone we're taken care of. And beyond that, it's what we choose. I think that's so powerful, that idea of choice. And when you were talking about culture, I feel like um, like what's going to fall away during this time is the stories around culture, like what it means to be um, indigenous or what it means to be black as in the stories that we've held that are not truthful about who we are yeah. um, or what our race means for, for you know what our culture means for us but I, I 
my perspective on that is that culture will become almost more important because to me culture is like ecosystems like ecosystems have diversity in them and that's what helps them thrive part of our human ecosystem is our cultures and the we it's, it's almost like you're a i don't know a flax bush and I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know, uh, some other kind of bush. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. if there's a place for everyone within that ecosystem, it's the exactly. same with culture. So I just feel like the bullshit of that's going to fall away. That's exactly like the it. things that we told us means it means to be of this culture. And then the truth of what, what our cultures mean will emerge from there. Um, yeah. but I, I love what you were saying about choosing, um, and choosing what, like, what this world is going to be like for us going forward. Cause one of the things that like I've heard, we've been holding kind of small gatherings online. Um, and one of the, the fears that's really come up is like, what if enough people don't choose? And I, while I understand, I totally understand that I'm, I'm kind of like, well, but it starts with like us choosing if we waste our energy yeah. on worrying about if enough people choose to, you know, go forward and to create a new reality together. Um, mm-hmm. And we're wasting energy on it. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I 100% agree on what you said about the cultures. Firstly, I think our, I believe and I have for a long time, and you know this, that our indigenous cultures are, uh, and the stories and our elders are the royalty of our earth. And that I feel the world is going to lean more than ever on the wisdom of our indigenous people. And I exactly agree that it's going to be the bullshit and the non-truths and the the stuff that is impeding this thriving new world, that's going to fall away. But the, the cultural stories, no way. And I think I have to be careful when I talk about stories because what I'm saying talking about stories is the beliefs that we're constantly repeating about what it means. That's what I mean. I'm not talking about about connection to culture and like stories I'm not talking about that so I think that gets mumble jumbled up but I 100% agree that you know the the deeply entrenched the the deeply indigenous cultures and and stories and particularly the elders I feel like the world is going to be listening up like shit you know how how many people have thought that they can do it better and people are just kind of that's what I feel more people are going to be like why have we not been listening you know to the source mm. of the truths and to the the people who are the 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 most connection to the, have the most connection to country particularly in you know where i am in australia when you are in new zealand you know it's yeah but anyway um when you said about choosing and um whether enough people will do it i think that's we and I read something today by Osho when I was edited when I was getting my my next book ready, and it's about that we are as much as we think that we're here to be um, these like great teachers, and particularly in this world right now where everyone has a platform, it's just not our work. Our work is to be truthful with ourselves and to do the work ourselves, and we will mm. never know. We'll never know what sort of invitation we are to other people, even even if it's not in the head and unconsciously, we're, we're energetically inviting. And I see it all around me all the time. People who are, you know, you see, you know, people, people just even becoming aware of basic things like the media and, and 
just and agendas which are like, you know, you're seeing people that once believed that everything was just as they were told are now questioning everything. And that's like a very, you know, that might be a big leap for, for some people, but it's still it's still a sign and it's still a clue of, you know, it, it's happening. I think we, we need to not, I think we need to have enough faith in in each other and enough faith in all of the beings that are supporting our earth through this time and enough faith in our earth that she, like, and I saw what you posted recently, like she, she will, like, make no mistake, she, we don't need to worry for her. She will do what she needs to do for her cleansing, but she also doesn't want to live without humans on her, I don't believe. And she's she has her, and I had goosebumps right now, but she has her vi- her vibration that she she demands and she will do it in whichever way to get us there. And not everyone, but as a whole, will get us there. And I think if if we ever if we ever doubted, if we ever doubted the brilliance of the ecosystem of which we are a part, I think look at what's happening right now and the brilliance of it because we can we can easily look at, oh, my God, this is so disastrous and everything, but under what we're going to see when we look back in 10, 20 years is that it couldn't have happened in any other way. It's There is a brilliance to it. And, again, that's not at all dishonouring the tragedy of the lives that are lost and the people who are ill and the people who have lost their jobs. It's a very real thing and a very hard thing. However, what's actually going on? Um, yeah, you, we can we can either we can either tell the story that our world's going to shit, you know, and some people genuinely believe that, and I'm I'm not I don't have any interest in trying to talk people out of out of their beliefs. However, um, we are also in a really yeah, it's. I don't think we need to spend our energy on worrying about whether enough people are going to get it or enough people are going to quote unquote wake up or choose. I think that we need to take responsibility for us doing it and not hide anymore behind the the um, plan B of, well, does it really matter if everyone else isn't going to do it? You know, that's kind of like a way for us to hide and not and not do our work fully is because we do think, oh, but it doesn't really matter if everyone else does it. It's like picking up rubbish on the floor. We're like, well, why would I pick up that bit of litter if there's all this other litter and there's so much plastic in the sea? What would one bit of litter even matter? And the the answer is it makes all the fucking difference. And so we don't have to worry about whether other people are doing it or not. we we got to trust other people's evolution and other people's journey and that we're all connected to the same source and we have to trust that. And I had a friend recently, I said um, to her, I'm feeling really overwhelmed on social media because I'm off social media this week too. Feeling really overwhelmed. Like I just, I feel so responsible to be speaking all the time on the new way. And and yet I still feel like I'm integrating so many things. So she just said to me, Peter, what on earth responsibility do you feel it is yours to wake people up? And I was like, but I don't feel it's my responsibility, but I feel like, there's people that are they're always in my private messages, they're looking to me, they're, they're telling me that I'm making sense of this time, so I'm feeling even more responsible for, for articulating it to them. And even though there's days where, you know, it is feeling too much with two little children at home 
and I'm and I'm having I'm up all night just receiving information and it's overwhelming my body that that's why I've taken this week because I'm like I just I need to ground this I even though other people are saying you need to be you know I, I'm finding so much value in you you've been there for me it's it's still not hold on a minute I'm going to plug the microphone back in because vacuuming it's still not um it's it's still not my responsibility and that's and that's huge i talk about my new book responsibility and significance whereas sometimes we think oh well i know i know so therefore it's my responsibility to make others know and it's and it's not it's just not and then other times we think it is out of significance i know therefore i am further along or therefore i am more awake or so therefore i must tell the people what they don't know or whatever other you know whatever other little ego trip we have which there's nothing wrong with that we're human but the bottom line is that look at the brilliance of our world and again even amongst the hard even amongst the what looks so fucked up and what is genuinely a really trying time for most people there is brilliance to it because we are entering a new world and and it and it, I don't know how else it could have happened but something like this. And, and again, we're, we're going to see more and more evidence of this new world. It's, it's some people will be like, you're fucking on one. Seriously, look at the world right now. <laughs> Talk about a new world. But that's, I've been talking about a new world for a long time, just like many other people have. And it's so clear in a lot of people's bodies right now that we are on the preface, prefaces and that Yes, we can still be very in touch with what's going on in the world right now. We're all human. We're all feeling it and still know um, what's coming. But anyway, I, th I think I just really detoured then. The bottom line is that we, you know, what if enough people don't choose? We don't have to worry about that. We just have to choose because even if we're not directly uh, inspiring, teaching, whatever other people, our energy is always an invitation and mm it literally works like that, like a game of tag, like tag, you're it now. And we don't even know the invitation that we are. And this is why I think we're being put in, we're isolating with our families now because it's very much a case of, you know, we can be doing all this big work out there, but if we're not even that invitation at home in with our four walls, like if we're trying to be all like this big, grandiose, healer, spiritual person, woke, whatever out there, and we're not, even like that in our four walls of our house, like where does our work really begin? So I think that's also a part of, yeah, just really taking responsibility for the things people aren't able to see and mm. dropping the ego and being like, okay, where have I been ignoring my actual real work by doing what's louder, what I'm, what, what's louder work that I think is more significant it's it's actually not the most significant work of this time it's really private and mm -hmm. subtle and humble to do this work yeah 100 percent. and also I think I feel like it's it's sometimes easier like it's a it's easier to focus on everyone else and making sure everyone else is coming along for the ride than it is to like zoom in and be focused on like, what is my thing? What, what am I, what, why am I being forced into quiet right now? Like, what exactly. is it that's here for me right now? It's so much easier to look at what's happening for everyone else than it is to look at what's happening for ourselves. Um, especially when you're a teacher yeah. or especially when it's usually your role and, 
you know, there's part of it that are that is really divine and um, on purpose and really nudged. Like, yes, okay, this is really an urge for me to speak on this now. And there's other parts of it which is hiding, and hiding and a form of um, self neglect when we work our way through. Like, oh, I can't sit and deal with my shit. People need me. That's that's one of the things that we've got to catch in ourselves. And what I catch in myself is no, like. Yes, yes, there's people, like it's genuinely a soul um, calling, whatever you want to call it, for me to speak and teach and blah, 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 but not all the time and only yeah. when I, it's grounded in me. And sometimes I will process my things out loud. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, but, but again, it can become a form of self-neglect to yeah. feel like other people need us more than we need ourselves. But I think that's what like you just point you just touched on it exactly right there is that it's like knowing enough like when is it like knowing ourselves well enough to know when we're being called to something like when it is our I guess soul calling to do something and when it is actually neglecting ourselves and when it is just bypassing so we don't have to sit down and face the quiet which is the fucking so loud <laughs> yeah um, yeah. And um, I can see and there's no applause and there's no credit and there's no comment yeah. and there's no one patting you on the back saying, well done for facing this shit, like well done for facing this, all this stuff and well done for that. There's none of that. And that's what in this like immediate gratification world, you know, it's much better to jump on and do a video and get a million comments than to sit at home and face your shit where you're literally the only one who's going to know how much of you know so we have to get better at giving ourselves credit for being like wow like that was big shit for me to sit with like and giving myself more credit for that is more important than than getting 20,000 comments on a, on a video you know mm. Mm. I feel it's so, I find it so interesting to like watch right now as all the hierarchies are kind of just yeah. almost crumbling like yeah. it's so funny how like uh, not yesterday but you know maybe two three weeks ago celebrity and influencers on instagram were still so huge and kind of aspired yeah. to and today the people that we hold in high regard are supermarket workers and exactly. like nurses and doctors and i find that so interesting that it's our perspective is so swiftly changing and not because yeah. we wanted it to but because we're being forced into reconsidering our ideas around like who is important in society and what, you know, our hierarchical structures and stuff like that. And yeah. I find that really. So I think that as we are forced into kind of this isolation more and more, I feel like we're going to see through that bullshit more and more, especially yeah. when it comes to social media platforms, when people are bypassing, um, I feel like that energy is going to be carried straight into there and we're going to become oh, yeah. quite like very quickly picking up on, Oh, yeah, already, just like you said, already, like the hierarchies, celebrity, it's all, it's just all so irrelevant at, like, it, you can just, you feel it, you just feel it. It's like we're all here to play a role and there's no more superior or inferior role and it's mm. about choosing what's in alignment with your soul and it doesn't mean that people who who are public figures aren't playing their role. It's just that there's... Yeah, there's no, like I talked about in Earth is Hiring, there's no, it's not triangular. It's success is round. Like you can't compare it to other people's. It's like, are you living what your soul's here to do? Yes or no? Like that's the success. It's not, it's not comparable. It's not measurable. It's, it's a feeling. And 
I think we're really living, we're going to really live that now. And I think it is brilliant. Like how brilliant that, that our whole, our whole society has been thrust into mad respect for, for these professions, like truly even teachers mm. as well, you know, mm. Mm. it could have happened any other way. Like, like, how else does it happen? You can't just send out a big memo to everyone's email saying, by the way, that influencer with a million, you know, whatever is not more important than your nurse. Like, no, we had to experience it in real time and we are and it's amazing and it's beautiful and it's it's just it's clearing out the bullshit like like a vacuum and it's it's like the great harmonizer, really. Mm. A hundred percent. I was listening to Charles Eisenstein, um, one of the podcasts he was doing, and he was just talking about coronavirus and his perspective on it. And he was saying that like, okay, so there's so many different viewpoints and okay, maybe governments are like, you know, forcing their agendas on us. Maybe all the conspiracy theories are true and whatever, but like, what if it just is supposed to be this way? What if there was no other way it could be done? And what if the the reason we want to hold on to those conspiracy theories and those governments like and blaming it on government and things like that even if that is true what if our desire to hold on to that is so that we can blame somebody else instead of sitting with the idea that actually mother earth is so brilliant that she forced us into this because we needed this like it was so imperative that we changed and she knew the only way that that would happen was if we were put put into the situation. Yeah. So what if we just took that perspective instead of trying to outsource the blame to somebody else and we just get to sit with it? And I found that really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. He's know. a legend. He's such a legend. And you know, it's true. I I feel that so much too. It's like there are so many perspectives, and they may all have a place. And I think. What caused it? What it wasn't Mother Nature? Was it a dark agenda? Who knows? But the bottom line is that all the all the agendas are piggybacking on each other, and the one that is ultimately, yeah, we can choose. We can choose to pick whatever is going to get us through this. At the end of the day, um, it, it there's no there's no right or wrong, and I don't think you know. I think there's a lot of truths. I think there's a lot of real, yeah. a lot of real things happening. Um, I. Which one we hold on to is again according to who we are, and there's that you know, whatever is going to get us through. But at the end of the day, we we, I feel like, and this is why I'm being mindful to really make sure I take time off social media. There has to be a great humbling for each of us um, mm. to get through this, and a great humbling and bowing to our earth, and you know, mm. and before we can get through this, and to, uh, an even greater respect for each other, and it's it's like have you learned your lesson yet? You know, and everyone's lessons will be different, but there is a collective lesson that humanity is, is really beautiful. And that our worth is, is beyond, is beyond brilliant. And it's a, it's a privilege to, to be here. And it's a, it's brave to be a human. And we've just, I think we're going to see each other in such new lights after this, that we don't know what it's like to be another person regardless. And I wrote in my new book, like, you don't know what it's like. My baby's just coming in for a food. One second. Come here. Come here. We don't know what it's even like, like the rich people that we that we judge. It's like, do we really know what's going on in, the, in their soul level? Like, do we, we, I think this is going to be such a harmonizer for us to look at each other 
in a whole new light. And we can only do that when we look at ourselves in a whole new light. And when we stop judging ourselves so harshly and we're gentler on ourselves, we can look at everyone in such a in such a new way, you know? And yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, that judgment is so huge. Like, I feel like that's something we're really going to have to sit with right now. Um, I remember at the, one of the New Way Lives, you said something along the lines of like there's a million ways to roam when you were talking about truth that there's a million different truths and all of them can it's not like this is this is how I took it away that there's a million different truths and all of them can coexist and to me that's my perspective on judgment like just because your truth is different than mine doesn't mean that it's wrong and my truth being different than yours doesn't mean it's wrong and I, I feel like it's something we're gonna have to learn during this time is that everybody has their different part right now. Everybody has their different experience right now. And all of it is perfect. Yeah. Like there's no need for us all to be having the same experience. Um, and yeah, I, I just feel like that's very important for this moment right now. Totally. And there's another quote that I love even more that, so Rumi, one of my favorite Rumi quotes forever, because I've always, always felt, felt this you know, just like why, what the fuck would happen if everyone agreed? I mean, it would be, it's not a technicolor world then, but Rumi says far beyond our ideas of right and wrong, there is a field, I'll meet you there. And I feel like that's the most relevant quote for right now is Mm. far beyond our ideas of what's right or wrong, good or bad, who's a good person, who's a successful person, all of that, far beyond that, um, which is literally, literally what my whole book is about. And I, and I, paused on I was like should I even release it right now is it just going to distract everyone from their work I don't really wear and then my soul was like no just just do it just just do it because it is this whole thing of far beyond our judgments of what it means to be a good person there's a field there where we can be what our soul has asked us to be here and experience what our soul has asked us to experience and I feel like that's the new way is that everyone will be taken care of there won't be hunger there won't be poverty that Everyone will be taken care of. And from there, we choose. Mm. And I think it's not going to be like everyone is here to have the same experience. Everyone is here. Like some people are here to learn from greed. Some people are here to learn. Like we're all we're all on such different lifetimes too. Some people have been here three times. Some people have been here 30 times. Who knows? There's so much more to our human experience. And once we are through this, this tunnel, this transition, whatever, you know, there we are going to be in this field where we're beyond mm. right, wrong, good or bad, and we are. And that doesn't that doesn't. I'm not talking about like crime and stuff like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about our perceptions of what it means to be a good and holy person. We're moving beyond that, beyond the dogma, beyond the judgment, and that has to start with once we get there in ourselves. This is a journey I've been on, and I know you have too, where we. Mm we go beyond our ideas of what does it mean to be spiritual conscious we're, and we and we stop boxing ourselves in that way and we just let ourselves have the entire banquet of of beliefs and entertain different thoughts and ideas when we let ourselves go there you know beyond what was the right way to eat and what is the right way to dress and what is the right way to this and that mm. um, we get to that field within ourselves you know and then we are more able to look at other people and be like so what, she has that car. I don't have a single clue about, you know, how how well placed am I to judge that girl who just bought that car? Like 
when typically we'd be like, oh, so materialistic, so greedy, rah, 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 when we don't have any idea what's behind the purpose of that car. We don't have any idea. We just don't know. And so once we once we can get to that field within ourselves and we can have so much more energy for our creations because we're not <laughs> going to spend it all on thinking we know about everyone else's soul experience. Mm. Yes, 100%. I feel like that's one of the great lessons of this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. That, but it's, it's exactly that. It's freeing up the energy so we can actually focus on other things because there's just so much taken up by that whole needing to like yeah. decide whether or not needing to judge whether or not everybody else meets our criteria for holiness yeah yeah um, and repetitive and repeating stories that's what we're like chronic story repeaters and yeah this time is like okay cool are you over it yeah all right are you going to carry that through because you can't you can't like mm. You, you know, you, you can't keep repeating it because the staleness of it is going to manifest in your body. Mm, yeah. In sickness, it's already manifesting in lots of, of bodies collectively. Yeah. But, and we uh, feel it in ourselves, don't we? I do. I mean, God, yeah. it's, it's not like, hey, well, this is going to happen. It's like, no, I know this because it happens to me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. On that, like, on that, I think it's a good point to pivot on. And I want to ask you about this. And I know people ask you about it all the time, but I don't want to ask you in the same old way, like, uh, around money and yeah. um, what we're moving into. I don't want to know about money right now, but I want to know what is your perspective on the financial system as we move forward and, like, what that means for businesses and for entrepreneurs moving forward. Because I feel like, I mean, that's, we're speaking to a lot of, um, people oh, who yeah. have their own small businesses and like I think there it's so necessary that we have a new perspective for what money is going to look like in the future because I mean everything's collapsing right now and it's yeah it's not going to be the same as it was so no. yeah I'd love if you could share on that I feel so I feel that we're moving like not next but way down the track it's going to be like I mean what people call a, a quantum financial system I I don't that word is far reaching for a lot of people, but a, a hugely energetic financial system. And I did a post about it recently where I was playing cafes with my daughter and I said, okay, tap your card here. And she said, mom, I want to pay with my hand. And I was like, whoa. And like, you know, I didn't keep carrying the game. I was like, holy shit. Like that's the future of money is we're going, it, it's all going to be based on our intention and what we truly need and want. And that's going to determine what we the resources we have to spend and it's going to be perfectly balanced perfectly harmonized and that's so far reaching for people to understand how could a how could a financial system be energetic um but i that that's where we're going and not tomorrow and not next week but that's where we are going and that's why these you know clearing up our own sense of worth and our own truth according to what we actually do want and need and what we want to create is so imperative because that's going to determine what we have literally and it already does but there's so many mechanics around it that we don't we don't appreciate and trust it enough but we're going to a place where where that is going to be the way and before that's like a fully a reality i feel like firstly there's going to be systems roll out where all people are taken care of financially. And there's just going to be no, there's going to be no um, basic needs not met. I feel like that's the first step is that whatever systems are in place, 
there, there isn't going to be hunger and poverty. I don't know how soon. I don't know the exact method. All I know is that when we're moving to this fifth dimensional consciousness, the hearts are ruling. And when the hearts are ruling, when the hearts are spending the money, no one is, no one's hungry and no one's starving and no one's worried about money. That doesn't mean everyone needs to quote unquote have the same amount of money because not every soul requires or wants or has the desires or the callings for the same things. Paxi, sorry, I've got Paxi sitting here. Um, no worries. So, but, you know, so it's very much going to be firstly that and then secondly it's going to be based on on pure choice what do i want to create and we're going to understand that money is a creation it's a creation and it's a resource that it's not we don't need money but money needs us and that's where we're where we're moving it's a what what am i genuinely called to create and do and the systems are going to be structured to support the complete our really truly honest requirements and desires with money because if we are all operating from our true our true 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 honest soul desires and requires and requirements for what we're here to create what we're here to do then we're literally all on exactly the same page and everyone is in full support of everybody having what that is do you know what i mean like if we are all operating from our soul at that level no one is going to have too much or too little because it's all going to be in perfect alignment and harmony. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Hold on. I'm, yeah. trying, to, I'm trying to say it while Pax is having a little, having a little lick of my ear. No. Um, so it's going to be the, it's going to, I'm not talking about like things Peter Diamandis talks about in terms of how are we going to pay? What's our card? Is it going to be a microchip? That's not my field. It's just hmm. the energies of money. I truly feel that when we move into, firstly, it's not how's money going to change. It's how we're going to change. That's how money yeah. is going to change. So it's not how's money going to change. Like, is, are we going to have a cashless currency? Rah, rah, rah. That, that's irrelevant. The point is that we are going to change. So the systems then must change because there's going to be enough people completely disobeying and disagreeing and not tolerating the current systems. That. We have to change. I've always said this. It's not the systems that have to change. Once we all change and once more hearts are ruling the game and once more people are truly awake, money will change to fit in with us. Because right now, if money's fucked up, it's because the people are. That's it. Money's not judgmental or biased in any way. It's just working how we've told it to work. So when we change on a global level, the whole system is going to change. Hearts are going to spend the money. People aren't going to be hungry. Um, people are going to have everything they need, but there's still such a place for creation and and money is going to slot in with the truthfulness of what our soul is actually here to do and have an experience and we're all will be on the same page. So, you know, greed, the word greed has always felt off to me because I think because I've always for so long have been thinking in this this new way of money that if someone is choosing to be greedy, that's, that's their soul experience here. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's just like we can't control that. But moving into this new way when more people are truly aligned and and awake and moving from their heart and choosing from a genuine soul place of I need this, I want this, I'm going to create this, and that's my intention, then the conversation of greed and scarcity, that's not going to be here. It's going to be pure 
pure choice. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I feel like that's like, I I feel like again putting the focus and ownership on those who are quote unquote greedy is just taking the onus off of ourselves yeah. again because we get to choose what we do with our money. Uh, like you've always said, money is like when you you're investing in things like when you're buying the coffee you're investing in that cafe and we're choosing where we're putting our money and I feel like if we don't take ownership of that then we're just bypassing again but I do see like the intention is starting to come through I feel like as every as the systems are collapsing the true intentions of the companies are coming through in fashion you're seeing like companies um you know stop their big orders or lay off heaps of people and you can see the intention is shining so brightly so clear it's it's clear what the intention of that company is where others are stepping up and they're doing the best that they can and they're making sure their staff are taken care of and you know so on and so forth and i feel like that that this what this is doing is just making that energetic aspect of it so clear for the rest of us yeah um in a way that we're not used to seeing it's kind of highlight it's just stripping all away all the bullshit um yeah and i find that really interesting that i also find it really interesting that at this time we're forced inside and we actually can't participate in you know financial economy in terms of like buying and selling and things like that and i find it interesting that we're being forced to like cold turkey on our addictions which mm-hmm. I think my perspective is that that heightens our intuition and our yeah. awareness of what it is that we spend on and why we spend. Um, that's just how I'm choosing to see it. Um, but yeah, I find, I feel like the, the energetics of money are already starting to become more and more apparent day by day to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Exactly. And the way it is now is that there's like a certain amount of money. So if you have more, someone has less, rah, rah, rah. And when we speak about abundance, it's like, no, but everybody can have X amount. That's mm. true to an extent. But when you're, when you're living according to the, the fiat financial system where they, there's a finite amount of quote-unquote money, whereas we're going to move beyond that. And mm. so there is, we're truly going to live in an abundant world where everyone's needs truly are met. Mm. Whereas right now, that's so hard for people to grasp. And I understand that because of the structures and the mechanics, right? So even if you, Mm. you know, it's right now because the majority of human hearts haven't been human, a majority of money hasn't been instructed by the heart. It has been that way. Whereas we're moving into a world where they speak about abundance and everything, it's going to be actualized by more people because our hearts are going to be in charge and the money is going to respond to that and the systems are going to change and the and you know debt and all that stuff it's it's all going to be different because we are different but that had to happen first mm, 100% yeah exciting yeah. crazy times it is it's like, and um, the thing is you can't give people like i've been i've been putting together trying to put together like a workshop on this too and it's like it's funny cuz it's it's like you can't give people it's hard because people are genuinely in such a, a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, I feel more freer than ever. Like it's a re it's a, it's a, it's a money reset. And there's also people who are, who are not able to eat and they're in such a, that that's a real reality right now, you know? And it's like having these conversations sometimes just feels far reaching. 
Uh, and I'm really aware that some people are just like, I just shut the fuck up right now. Like that is so not a conversation that I'm, I want to have right now. I just want to know that I'm mm. going to be able to pay my rent. And I so get that. I really do. Um, mm. And so these conversations are very forward and mm. perhaps better listened to once we're through this little thing. I don't know. But it also, I also know that people do like to listen to a new possibility and mm. not just watch the prime minister and the presidents give addresses about stimulus packages. Like they want to see a world beyond that. And so that's why I have these conversations where you have these conversations now is to, is to plant that seed for, for the future. And, but to not dishonor the fact that, that the old paradigm is still crumbling and there's still remnants of it. And there's still effects that are really affecting people. And that's very real. So it's not to dishonor that or bypass that it's just hey it's gonna be better and I'm not a president or prime minister or anything but I I just know it's gonna be better and sometimes I just want to you know sometimes my call the reason I get on social media and share is just is just to try and just to try and give people a little bit of my faith because it is so strong in this new way and it you know but but again everyone's in such a different place right now and we just have to trust the timing of everything and and trust that you know our hearts are gonna never be in a better place and probably have never been in a better place than they than they are right now I mean look at the creativity look at the care look at the love like look at it all is I don't think I've ever seen it in as good shape as right now in terms of that so mm, amazing well, that feels like a good place to end it on. If there's anything you want to leave last minute, um, then feel free to. But no, no, all good. I just um, thank you for having me on. You're just a legend. You know, I love you so much and love everything you're doing and you and Anya with this platform. And yeah. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. For today's show notes, to get in touch or sign up to our mailing list, you can find links at the bottom of this episode page. And if you are new to our community, then head on over to our Instagram at sustainability5.0 and our website www.sustainability5.world and follow along to stay up to date with our upcoming online and in-person events. If you found value in today's conversation, then we would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave us a review. Through this, you're helping others to find these important conversations. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.